0: So we have team coverage. We're joined live by Tulsa Mayor G.T. Bynum. Good morning. Good morning. Seems like Kawita bore the brunt of the damage overnight, but I know you've been talking with City Crews. What are you hearing about how Tulsa fared?
1: No, we uh, we spent really starting at the tail end of last week and much of the weekend getting prepared for whatever may come. And uh, fortunately, it feels like uh, Tulsa avoided getting the, the brunt of this. Um, it was... Couldn't help but shake our heads that we're preparing for tornado tornadic weather in uh, October, but welcome to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. We're thankful we didn't get hit too hard in Tulsa.
0: I think overall just the entire region uh, probably got pretty lucky last night. Um, let's talk about today is Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day or Native American Day, depending on who you ask or where you are. Uh, of course, our city right in the middle of Indian country. And I'm just wondering how you assess Tulsa's relationship with the Indian nations, with the First Nations uh, in 2021.
1: Well, one of the first things I did when I came in as mayor my very first year, um, I, I went and met with the, the leadership of the three tribal nations that overlap here in Tulsa and asked them how uh, we can work together better. And all of them raised to me This idea of having Native American Day on this day and not necessarily replacing one day or another or getting into that fight, but just saying, you know, if people want to celebrate some other day today, that's fine. But we really want to have a day that we recognize uh, Tulsa's Native American heritage and culture. And so we declared that my first year as mayor. This year, we're having our I believe it's our, our fourth one uh, that we've done, and it's all online, virtual. The Greater Tulsa Area Indian Affairs Commission, which is a, a group that really pulls together leaders in our community from our three different uh, tribes here in Tulsa, uh, has put on a lot of great programming today, and uh, folks can check that out on the city website.
0: Somewhat related to that, a day that we knew was coming has arrived, uh, the the point at which Tulsa became a minority-majority city in that whites are no longer the majority, according to census figures. Now, a little bit of that has to do, I think, with the way questions were asked this time around, but still, uh, it's a demographic shift for the city. Uh, what does what does it mean for Tulsa and for the administration of the city going forward?
1: Well, you know, I've really been saying uh, for several years now that we're going through this kind of third great moment of change in Tulsa's history. First would be when we really became a city in the 20s and 30s. And and the next was when we became a metro area really connected with our neighbors in the 60s and the 70s. And now we're going through this moment of change where we're becoming a global city. Uh, And, you know, if you look at any 10- um, year period of time over the last couple decades, you would see that if it weren't for the growth of the Hispanic community in Tulsa, we would have lost population here. The, the reality is that the Hispanic community and then also our immigrant communities, those are both driving uh, population growth here in Tulsa and and we want this to be the most welcoming city it can be. And so uh, one of the initiatives that, that I my administration launched early on, and, and it has been one of my favorite things that we do is this program called the New Tulsans Initiative. Uh, we really try to make Tulsa the, the a city that lives up to the expectations that people would place on a city to leave their homeland because they view Tulsa as this beacon of freedom mm. and opportunity. Uh, and we we host citizenship ceremonies every single month. You meet folks who. Uh, have risked it all because they think that this is the place where future generations of their family can have greater opportunity and freedom. It it makes you so proud of our country and our city. And so you see that reflected in these census numbers. And and I'm proud of the way Tulsa has welcomed Uh, So many people from around the the world, including now that the the work that that we're doing to welcome Mm. Afghan refugees who are on their way to Tulsa, who in a very similar way uh, are, you know, they're they're coming here because they risk so much to assist the United States uh, in in years past. and, And we want them and their families to be safe. And we want to welcome here in Tulsa.
0: Now, in fact, we as a station have contacted uh, Catholic Charities to see how we can help. Uh, the last time we talked, I think the first family was probably just arriving. Uh, when do you expect the bulk of them to get here?
1: You know, that, that's a real challenge I've, in the discussions I've had with folks uh, at the State Department and at Catholic Charities. We, we get about a 24-hour heads-up notice here. Wow. And, and the reason is... You know, folks don't just leave Afghanistan and fly straight to Tulsa. They're going to facilities where they stay in quarantine to be monitored uh, for health, make sure that they are in good health and and don't have any any contagious illnesses that could be brought into uh, our community. And so they make sure they're very healthy, do any background checks that need to be done. and, And that can take about a month. Uh, on average, before they get to come to Tulsa. But Catholic Charities, they uh, I have to hand it to them, they have a whole team of people who are on call at 24 hours notice to be there to welcome folks as they get off the airplane, uh, take them to their new home, provide them with a meal, uh, and get them set up here in Tulsa. It is a real reflection of the, the welcoming community that I think Tulsa, Tulsa is well known for.
0: You're going to go just a little bit long because I promised folks I would get into this, uh, the PSO franchise agreement. Uh, PSO had like a 25-year contract with the city. It comes due next year, I believe in July, and you're negotiating the new deal right now, under which you want to charge a little bit more to PSO for that franchise so that you can do what? So the, the main thing that we've
1: recognized is, and, and by the way, so we charge a franchise fee so that they can use the rights of way that the city uh, maintains throughout our community to provide their, their service in their system. Right. And we want to increase their their rate by 1% with that 1% going to burying lines across the city and also maintaining our highway light system. When I came in as mayor, 93% of our highway lights were out and it was because we had no dedicated funding, no dedicated crews to maintain them. So yeah, people stealing wire out of those lights, as you and I have discussed many times, you had people uh, hitting a light in a traffic accident and knocking out a whole system and it would just be left out for months at a time. And so we, Other cities, they have a dedicated fund to fund those lights. And then also, when we're doing street work, like we're going to do Peoria between Admiral and 51st here over the next several years. Well, as we're doing that street work, we want to be able to tell PSO, hey, go ahead and bury your lines along this street. And we will use this fund to cover the cost difference between just moving the lines and leaving them above ground and putting them underground. Uh, it is, it, you talk earlier about storms coming through and, uh, of course, for us, the, the real challenge is what it does from a, a power reliability standpoint, as we saw during the polar vortex last year. We want to have as many lines as we can buried around town because that, in, that really dramatically improves the reliability of service when we have such unpredictable weather let alone just improving the overall aesthetics of our city. We think Tulsa will be a better place if we have a program over the long term in place to bury lines uh, on our streets throughout the city, and this would provide for that.
0: Very quickly, is PSO amenable to that idea?
1: Oh, yeah. No, they they are supportive. And and so the way this works, I mean, we we have uh, worked out, my administration's worked out an agreement with PSO, working with the city council. The city council will then vote. Uh, on that agreement here in the next few weeks uh, to send it to a vote of the people if the council is on board with it. And if that happens, then the the citizens of Tulsa will get a chance to to vote on this, yay or nay, uh, in, in the early part of 2022.
0: Mayor Bynum, have a good week. Thank you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.